Spotlight's on, Eric. It's time right. to spotlight one of the big books this week. And this is the official and official spotlight of Weird Science DC Comics podcast for the week of March 15th, 2018. Uh, and we're here to talk about Mr. Miracle. And Mr. Miracle has been gone for a month, so we haven't seen it uh, last month. So pretty much it's you know, almost been gone for two months. Yeah. It. And uh, with that. We're going to jump into this issue, and a lot of people have been talking about it. Obviously, there's a lot of reviews out there already. Uh, I will tell you right now, if you haven't listened to us or read my review on the site, which is weirdsciencedccomics.com, uh, you will be amazed and uh, you know confused that I don't love this issue. Uh, but yeah. if you, yeah, I'm telling you, if this is your first time, that may amaze you because it it seems like I am not in the minority. I'm on my own. Uh, as as well as or as far as reviewers go, right? Uh, obviously, the standard public, the regional people, Eric, I don't know what you call them, the the common folk, uh, have some issues, and and some people love it, some people don't. Uh, there are issues about why or how, and our theories of that, uh, which isn't really what we're going to talk about tonight, Eric, because we're just going to talk about the book itself. And we're going to get right into it. All right. You want to get right into it, into the nitty gritty that is Mr. Miracle number seven. I don't even are know you how you ready? talk about this book anymore. Are you fired up, Eric? Are you? No. Are you fired up to get ready? Because I don't uh, want to talk about Mr. Miracle here's anymore. The other it brings thing. me down, so, man. Yeah. Well, that's the other issue is number one, no Adderall tonight, Eric. So this is free and clear. This is Jim Werner uh, uncensored. Or is it Jim it's Werner Adderall. unplugged? <laughs> we'll Unpilled. see. We'll see how that goes, my friend. But. Uh, with that, if you expect me to scream and yell, I'm not planning on it. I'm Thank not God. planning to grandstand here. I'm not planning to yell and scream and, and, you know, push my agenda because I really don't have one anymore. Uh, I thought that I had one at one point, but really everybody's agenda Turns out it was be, indigestion. Yeah, no, you know, I shouldn't have eaten the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> really, the agenda should be we just want good books, and if you don't yeah. like a book, you don't. If you do, you do. Now, there's been a couple things on Twitter going down today uh, with the fans and of Tom King himself, but that's all water under the bridge because we're just here Forever. to talk about the issue. Uh, yeah, and it is Mr. Miracle number seven, written by Tom King, art by Mitch Garage and Clayton Cowles. After a month off, we jump ahead nine months in this book to see Scott and Big, Big Eric, giving birth yeah, to, the their, big. To, to their bouncing baby lump. The Furies are there for the festivities, and while Tom King nails the tedium and tension that comes with having your first child, that sort of thing does not a good issue make. I have some theories about what this yeah. book is about and more theories about why it is so beloved, but I am bored to the point of anger, and I am tired of people telling me to connect the dots when, in my opinion, Tom King hasn't even given us the dots to connect. And that's one of my biggest things where you have a lot of people, and it seems like it's gone. It's a weird thing. It used to be... That the assholes were the people who didn't like something. Like, if you yeah. didn't like something, oh, look at that asshole. He, when did it turn around to be the biggest vocal assholes are the ones who like things? And it's almost as if when it became a thing where, you know, everybody has to accept everybody. I'm all for that. I'm all for yeah. that. I'm all for no bullying, all this stuff. 
but it seemed like it turned around. It really did. And well, I'm telling you, have... back in the day, we we used to say, "Oh, he just hates that for the sake of hating it." Yes. Now it just seems that people like stuff for the sake for of the liking sake it. Of liking it, and is it along the lines of everybody gets a prize, like you know, everybody gets a participation trophy, and so that in as you're growing up and you think that. You are really taught never to think of things critically, just to accept them as they are and to give a 10 out of 10 for anything. Uh, really, to Whoa. me, that's all it is. Like, I always laugh and, and joke about when I played hockey and things like that. If I didn't win, yeah, I was furious to the point where I wanted to just punch walls and things like that. And, and then the next <laughs> time I played, anger issues. Yeah, and I would make sure, though, that the next time I am going to win at all costs. That sort of have left. That's left now. And as they used to say, the meek shall inherit the earth, Eric. And, and in my mind, that means nerds and things like that. Like, again, I'm an older fella. If I was a guy who walked into school as a kid and I said, hey, you know what? I love these comic books. I, I may have been beaten up. That, I was made least, fun of. And it, yeah, that's more of what it'd be. It'd be made fun of. Well, now it seems like that sort of thing is so accepted. But now it's just like if you don't like what I don't, you're an asshole, and then once you get a group of people, it, it all bets That's are called off. a mob, Jim. It is a mob, and with that, the tables have turned, and they'll turn again, but here <laughs> we go. I mean, it's a mob mentality that goes on with this, and just for my last bit, see, I'm already getting angry. And my last bit of things where if you're online or you have talked to me or Eric or anybody else to get fresh koopy, boop, 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 and with that, if you're on and you're yelling about this book in particular, if you're yelling at me saying, you know, it's not that Tom King isn't giving you a full story. It's because you're a fucking retard and you can't connect the dots like I said in my intro. And I say to you, OK, well, then I, I agree. I am a dummy. Connect the dots for me. Tell me what this story is about because that's when people either go to insults or, or they're quiet. I never hear anything from them then. I want to know. I mean, really, after all is said and done tonight where we're talking about this book, what I really, really want to know is why people are loving it so much because I want to be part of it. I want to be part of the happy I'll people, the shiny happy people too. there. I want to be in the group. Okay. I want to I want to be at the cool table. Right now I'm sitting there looking at the cool table. Telling you, I see. I I want to do that too. Uh, to stand, not shiny happy people, Eric. They oh. did not really like that song. But stand. I want to be part of this. I want to be part of this group who can read this and enjoy it, and to the point where I am recommending it to other people because I think it is so fantastic. Where I see that it is a classic that's going to be talked about a hundred years from now. Uh, the problem also is, please remember that you know Eric's here. He's here for the ride. I have to review this on a site where I write down my review. So when I do go into it, yes, I'm going to go into it a little more critically than just reading it. Uh, maybe if I was just hey, reading this for fun. I have to review fun, Batman. Come on, man. I know. Well, it, it keeps going back and forth. We have our books like this. I would love to say that without reviewing it, I'd have fun. Now, this is the thing. My non-like, because I can't say I hate this issue, my non-like of this issue does not stem from not understanding what's going on. It does not stem from, uh, I thought that we were going to get this, or I wanted that, because that's not up to me. That's up to yeah. Tom King. He's writing the story. It's not even the whole connect the dots thing that I said. What really upsets me about this issue is I was bored as hell reading it. That's basically the bottom line. This issue bored the hell out of me. Now, I will start and say by that I mean 
it's an issue where Barda is giving birth to her and Scott's baby. Or should I say big? But uh, they're, they're giving birth to their baby, right? I have witnessed this five times personally. And I told you that there's a lot of things Rope. that I can talk about and yell and scream that people give you like, Jim, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. I think that I am among a select few. There's not a lot of people out there that you will talk to that have five or more kids. So if there's anything that – Yeah, well, really, especially in China. If you're listening in China, you're shaking your head. You got population You're not allowed problems, to do Jim. that. God damn it. But, but with that, I have witnessed this entire issue myself five times, and he gets the – tension that's involved but what he really does get now again he gets the boredom and the boredom through scott and also the helplessness and everything because when you're a guy all the guys listening that have kids they will have to admit that when you're giving a kid you don't know this eric you can go walk away you you sit in the corner now you're not in the cool table now this is the cool table of having kids go play with some fucking he-man with that when you see scott you know shifting his weight around in panels and he's checking his what would be a phone but his you know, is his mother box uh, asking Barta just like, could I get you this? Can I get you that? And even the whole deal, like, eh, I'm going to go talk to the Furies a minute and gets up and go. That is 100% accurate for at least me. Uh, I could get Tanya now. She'll tell you about when we had Rafe and I'm like, there's nothing for me to do here. And I went home. Uh, stuff like that after the birth. But with that, that doesn't make Hell, she a, still brings that up. Uh, oh, yeah. That's 15 years ago. I, I hear about it at least once a week. But <laughs> that boredom, I'm telling you, there are certain panels of that boredom. But it's not just boredom. It is helplessness because you really can't do anything for your wife who's giving birth. Like they in this, do you want spicy foods, which is ridiculous at that point. There's no way they're led. But you, know, you want some ice? Yeah, they said I could have ice. This is all stuff that, that happens. Uh, also, I like the fact that he does also do – there's not the hokey Lamaze stuff uh, because what I'll start with this is it happens nine months after, obviously, after the last issue, though. Which is again, very disappointing. Again, is it nine months? Because I don't know how things work on you know, that, We don't know how far along she was, but, like, but we I'm have to saying, take this as a normal birth. I know, so but do we like, know – that no, we on no new idea. Genesis and Apocalypse, that birth doesn't happen in three months. I don't know. They're no, there's gods. never been a birth. So, yeah. So you're assuming that it's nine months. Now, in that, he is High Father. Uh, at the end of last issue, yeah, you dead. had Orion dead. What appeared to be Dark Side there, it was kind of a, is it Dark Side? Is it his idea of himself being Dark Side? We don't know. No, uh, and most people did want to see a continuation of that. We don't get that. So all you can assume is, and I'm connecting a little dots of from what the Furies say, they've been fighting for nine months. They've been fighting and for nine months. And he's Scott high father now. Yes, and he and Scott's high father, and they have come back from the narration at the beginning. They have come back to Earth to give birth. Uh, with that, they also have talked to the Furies. The Furies weren't going to come. Uh, they're on the opposite side of the battle even. So yeah. this is kind of almost like a truce for this birth kind of going on with that. But I don't, I wish that you had this idea of this nine months of battle before we've had things. The last issue was them just walking through and killing people on New Genesis, going to the to throne get to Orion, yeah, to get to Orion and basically talking about how they were going to renovate their apartment. 
Uh, so we had that. People seem to think that this is a breather. That, oh, we needed a breather. We don't need a breather. This yeah, is we had the two start. fucking months for a goddamn yeah, breather. And this is the start of what would have been the second trade, but now I hear there's only going to be one big trade. But also what Tom King and Mitch Gerard well, were saying, I'm telling season you though, two. Can you imagine buying that goddamn trade for the first six issues yeah. and getting absolutely nothing out yeah, of it? Yeah, you would have been very – and I think that that's why it kind of turned around where they do. And, and what I can hope with that is – that the issues are already done ahead of time, and DC is like, okay, when number 12 hits, everything's revealed. It really makes sense. It's a great thing. We need these all together. So do I. I really do. Uh, But with this, I would have liked to have seen a little bit of the – you know, the weary, the the wearing down of somebody through the war. This is nine months of war. You think that he has been leading, uh, but yet – Well, I'm sorry. Is he here. even leading the war? Because he was a general before leading the war, but now that he's high father, is he just fucking well, pulling in Orion and sitting in his throne room and just telling people way, to do what to do? It, well, the only – and I'm saying leading in that way, that right. he is sending a lot of people to their death because at one point he does get a call. Like, oh, you know what? A million troops have entered the Valley of Angels. What, do, what should we do, high father? And he's like, eh, they can figured out themselves kind of like that uh in the meantime as we go i do think that this issue in my mind has kind of put on a light above my head where i really do think that when tom king announced the series he announced that he had a panic attack and when he had that he thought he was dying he thought it was near death death experience experience, and he wanted to tell this story with mr miracle and with that i think that really mr miracle is is tom king and he's talking about the idea of him in the CIA off to war and this war on terror that he was involved with probably did involve a lot of going here, there and another place being away from his wife and whatever. And he has kids. So I think that that's it. And I also think that this trap that Mr. Miracle in, this is not a lot of people have said this before. The, the whole thing started with him trying to kill himself to escape things. I just think that he's trying to escape regular life he's trying to escape the life that he's leading as now high father also as just a person who's married and this doesn't mean he doesn't love barda it's just that at points even now i sit there and you'll get the idea boy i feel trapped here and then you're gonna have a kid there's another trap and the thing is at the end the kid ends up being lump which we'll talk about later again a trap lump is a trap that's meant to be a trap for Mr. Miracle. And yeah, yeah when you're married, y- you can be married without kids and just sit there. And when right there, you're like, okay, we're going to get divorced. It really is no skin off anybody's teeth. You know, yes, there'll be monetary issues and property and things like that. Once you have a gonna kid. going to take half my He-Man's yeah, Once you have a kid, though, th- the game changes. You, you're in. And there's a lot of people who end up staying married for a very long time just because they have kids. So I think that that's another trap. And the kid being lump, I think, is also then you have the idea that the kid's name is Jacob, which is if you go by Jacob's Ladder where they're talking about it kind of being on Apocalypse and New Genesis sort of deal. But it is just a ladder between Earth and Heaven. And, you know, you'll go with that in a way. The way I take it is – Again, when you have a kid as a couple, it's supposed to strengthen your marriage. It's supposed to make you – but a lot of people end up having kids for the wrong reasons, whatever. Well, I don't know exactly the ins and outs of what this story really is, but I do think that it is very personal for Tom King. I do think that this is kind of him telling how he thought, and in the end, he'll end up loving Barda. He'll end up loving his kid, whatever, and it will all be in his head that all of this trap and down – I do think that that's how it's going to turn out, but – and, and he'll tell us a uh, big bar's eyes turn brown and then back to blue at times? No, I don't know. 
I don't know. These are the sort of things that end, but let's just get into the whole deal. They end up there heading off for Barda to give birth. She's having her contractions. She's in labor, and they pull up to the hospital, and that's where you get the valet. Tell me about the valet. I'll say the valet itself, you know, you pull up. He's like, oh, you can't park here. You can drop her, and there's a parking over on Olympic. It's said online there's a valet. I'm the valet. Okay, great. Can you take the car? No, there's a uh, parking on Olympic, so you could just, yeah. you know, it's right down there, but you, you can't do your job. Yeah, uh, there's uh, yeah. parking around the corner. It's on Olympic. I'm just like, I, I don't know. I'm telling you, you start this goddamn issue off after having two months, and we left on New Genesis where uh, Orion was dead, Darkseid was there. A huge it was deal. A, a huge cliffhanger. And we jump in, and I, I don't know what to take from this goddamn valet yeah. outside of the freaking hospital because is, is this something that's important or a guy just doesn't want to do his goddamn job? I just think that he is one of those, and I don't know. I, I don't know where the valet would end up parking and if there's, you know, whatever's going on. The thing is, though, I don't think we'll ever find out that. And it's just, to me, this back and forth uh, that's supposed to be like, oh, man, the mundane. It's fantastic in the mundane, I see people saying. And no. And is that supposed to be funny? Uh, to me, it's just wasted panels. And I'm like, is this starts- my life? Somebody's supposed to be somebody important? Like, somehow, is this like a Jack Kirby yeah, interpretation yeah. or something? Like, I'm telling you, I, I always try to look for something that they're giving me. Because a lot of times, you'll have dialogue. It'll be a repeating dialogue. And half the time, it won't make any goddamn sense. Yeah. And you're just left wondering. Are we going to get back to this? Is this something that I should be looking into further? Or is it just more nonsense? And And half the time, it just seems like nonsense. And then they're like, "Uh, he said it's on Olympic. I'm on Olympic. I should have left here, which you should have. She yeah. just dropped her I don't off know why. <laughs> Gonna fucking walk her yeah. down there then? No, the they would have, yeah, shit? that's the thing. They would have called and gotten her a wheelchair. They would have taken her up and he could have met her there. Well, they go in and that's where the joke is. Hey, we're here. We pre-registered. First name Big, last name Barda, B-A-R-D-A. That's a joke. And then they put the, uh, you know, the hospital, uh, identification deal yeah. on Scott, it looks like as well. And you see where he tried to kill himself. Yeah. So you, you get the – so it's a reminder. Okay, you know, I remember, hey, let well, me know. Yeah, he had this before when he walked yeah. out of the hospital after trying to kill himself. Yeah, and again, they're putting that new one on and, hey, let me know if it's too tight. And again, it's kind of like going the whole deal of him being trapped again. And yeah. he goes in and then we're just going to get – Is he being shackled? Forth, yeah, a back and forth of him and Barda. What happens when you go to the hospital? Have a baby. They put a baby monitor on. They have the heart monitor. It's going. They're talking kind of deal. You have Scott kind of like he he is bored. He's there. He's fidgeting around. Yeah. And that's the other thing. If you haven't been involved with this, a lot of times the first time that you go in, you really do expect number one to have 100% of everybody in that hospital paying attention to you because to you this is the most important thing ever. Now in this, it's even more important. I would say to them because. It is the first baby from Apocalypse and New Genesis ever to yeah, be born. Yeah, the so, first new god to ever be yes, born like this. So it, it would seem like it'd be important, but it's not. It's just a regular birth as it is. And once you have a couple kids, you realize that you go in, they check you. You know, what you think is supposed to be this big important thing is not very important. They're going to keep coming back and checking you. At one point, Tanya See, wh- even- wh- wh- while you have the experience of being the Scott Free in this book, I have the experience of being the female Furies in this, where I'm yeah, just sitting just around waiting. and doing absolutely yeah. nothing. And they're bored and as well. They're waiting. Having a Mad Harriet with me for some goddamn reason. Yeah, for some reason. But yeah, even with that, like, you have where what with Tanya the one time I think it was with Rafe actually where they're like okay you're 
four centimeters. We'll be back in a little to check you out. And then came back and, and Rafe was coming out. Oh my God. Ah. <laughs> just he like shot out of a cannon. But with that, Scott's kind Gross. of bored. He's looking at things and then you hear the boom tube and they go out to talk to the Furies and the Furies are there. They weren't going to show up, but they decided at the last second to show up and they have brought the knife. That is going to be very important as we go on. But in the meantime, also end up saying, you know, I'm going to kill you eventually. Your high father, we're against each other. I'm going to kill you. Uh, but with that, even before that, you see where Barda loses track of the heart. And this is something, again, that the heartbeat stops. They're all freaking out. It's something that does happen all the time. And and you see when the nurse comes in, it's not a big deal. It's like, no, no, no. let's uh, check. It's, let's it's shift just your a, body over here. It's a positioning okay, thing. Yeah. So then he goes out. You know, Scott's bored again. He goes out. He's going to go get a drink. There's the Furies again. And they say, hey, listen, uh, you need this Farron knife. Uh, it kills gods. I'm going to use Bar- it to yeah, kill okay. you Bardis, eventually. Barda's skin will not break yeah. with the earth instruments. This fair knife, it kills gods. So if you need this, you know, I, I plan on using it on you one day. But right yeah. now, you're probably going to need it during this birth. And this is where you do get the uh, what has happened in a very generalized form the last nine months. Because you have the yeah. Furies. Oh, here, High Father. I'm going to use this to kill you, by the way. And hey, we're on. We're against each other. You know, all this time, you even have like Scott uh, say, you know, hey, everybody's pissed off about. I think it's Bart actually. Oh, they're just pissed off about Granny. Everybody's pissed. Everybody's off about pissed. Granny. Yeah. As this is going on too, he gets. The I'm sitting there. I actually laughed at that because, you know, I'm kind of pissed about Granny too. How can you go and just kill Granny goodness like this? Yeah, so goes back in, and through this, Scott is throwing out names. You know, hey, how about Thunder Death? No. How about, you know, and it just goes on and on, and I saw a lot of people like this. But to me, this whole deal with the how about, you know, Stormbreaker? How about Throne Killer? To me, that is the same exact thing and nonsense that we got last issue with how about we uh you know change the bathroom around and let's stuff get an like island put in here and shit like that yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's all like i'm telling you it's just that common dialogue or it's just everyday dialogue like oh we're gonna go through storm the goddamn like the castles of uh, new genesis and we're talking about renovating our apartment now we're yeah. just sitting here and throwing crazy names out there just filling up page time yep filling up page time and then you get a ping and you have the whole deal hi father this is fastback an apocalypse army is three million has just boomed into the desert of angels please advise and he's just there and like and she says and again this is like being called off to work like this could happen they, uh, oh you can go no 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 i told him they'll figure it out and you know again this is the whole deal of scott he knows if there. he goes it's gonna be held against him the rest of his goddamn yeah, yeah, life and it would be like oh you thought that was even more important but yeah and it just goes and you get the wonky you know things going when they say uh you know what the book said you're supposed to think of something calm. I think of Jacob's Ladder, and then all of a sudden, boom, 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 the whole panel gets wonky in those in those panels where they're talking about the X pit and the way and the, the whole Jacob's Ladder deal. And then she just keeps saying it. And when she says, you know what, it, we always talked about what would get us out of the X pit, and you'd have this Jacob's Ladder, and we talked about what would be on the top. You were the only one who would ever try to go up. The Furies would chase you. You'd turn around say you're going to escape, and that's when I got you. But when she says stuff like, it was heaven, boom, wonky panel. And, and, you know, and you go, and with that, are we supposed to be like, okay, like <laughs> What is going I, I don't, on I'm telling you, we've I, had this the entire series yes. so far, and I have no idea what it's supposed to mean. Yeah, and then, and I'll it's, tell it's you. It's just a frustrating read because I'm yes. telling you, I'm, we're, we're halfway through this goddamn series, and I don't know what it's about. No. 
And, yeah, with that, you have this going on. And I do like Mitch Gerard's art a lot, I, I think. it. But, again, in this nine-panel layout and things like that, in a story that doesn't do much, that can't save me from being bored as well. But I do like the concept of when everybody's trying to help Barta, you really get this concept of how big she is. Like, everybody's yeah. grabbing a leg. Oh, uh, here, grab this leg. Yeah, I'm telling you. And it's really, really good the way it's laid out. But, yeah, pretty much they're like, okay – yeah, the baby's coming out. You see the baby coming out. Well, unfortunately, the baby does not cry because the cord is around the baby's neck. It's being choked by its own cord, something that happened with my son, Ethan. It's a legitimate thing. They just should cut the cord then. Yeah. They can't because they can't get through it. The scissors won't. And that's where Scott gets the Fury's knife and says, here, I can do it. Cuts the, you know, the cord. Boom. And then you just go after that where he's out in the in the lobby with the Furies and that whole – his name's Jacob. I'm telling you, I've seen the fear in those eyes. I mean this yeah. is where you get this idea of I now am responsible for a human being. You know, I'm responsible for life now. Before, I could just kind of do – me and Barda could do what we want. And if yeah, Barda left awesome. and I left, yeah, we could just leave. Now yeah. we are both responsible for this thing, and I'm telling you that. No, I don't look even like right there, a pet. Yeah, that look right there is the fear and the trap that he realizes that he is in now, and just the idea. How are you going to escape it, this one, Scott? Yeah, really, I'm telling you, this is something that I, going out I, for a pack know, of smokes. I'm no escape artist, but really, that's the only thing. Going and getting a pack of smokes is the only way you're escaping this. Uh, but yeah, you have the Furies going back and forth, and you know, you have that dialogue going. It's like, oh, sweet little Jacob, it's finally time to wake up. Reality is about to break up. <laughs> shut up, <laughs> Matt Harriet. Shut up, Matt Harriet. Nobody wants to hear you. Hey, thanks for this and help. And they did really help. I mean, they saved the day. Yeah. And uh, but you don't know. We don't know if they're there eventually as it goes on for them to claim Jacob as their own because it's important from a few we don't know and I don't even know if we're going to get that that's the problem this is where I say I'm that everybody it could, it could jump nine months or a fucking three years now next issue Jacob could be a goddamn toddler for all we know yeah and with that We've gone and jumped and, and not really gone back to really resolve anything. So this is a book that I guess you have to be in the here and now uh, and try to enjoy because you can't say like, oh, my God, this baby's this or this baby's that because we haven't really seen exactly how things work their way out in this series and in this book and things like that. But Scott then takes – uh hands back the knife and says, you know what, thank you. And I like this. I actually like the idea that they have been fighting against each other. But for Barda, they've kind of settled down and, you know, had a little truce. Yeah, I wouldn't now, have given that goddamn knife back. No, well, now the truce is done. And, but again, <laughs> so that's she was, why I wouldn't have given the yeah, knife she back. she was big enough to give it. And he's like, yeah, and like, you know what? As I said before, when we return to war, I will use it to kill you. And he's like, all right, whatever. Oh, and, yeah. and then Scott goes in and there's Barda with the baby. And like, you know what? I think we should keep him. Grandson of Darkseid, son of High Father, the first child born of Apocalypse and New Genesis, a new god, a little miracle. And then that's where Scott says, I don't know. He looks more like what, Eric? Just like a lump. Something at the issue being born, but by now my patience is getting pretty worn. We left outside in the throne room, but now lump's coming out of the womb. Lump, lump, is it in Scott's head? Ryan dead. That's right. 
that that is a little bit of a song for you. Oh, I liked it a lot. About Lump. And there you, you have it where it ends with basically the idea, is this the trap? Is this part of well, the trap? Because I'm Lump you, was. That's the thing is everybody sees this, oh, my God, a Lump. And even the narration at the end that we have, every issue that Tom King puts in, it's like – Think the most ferocious, mind-shattering fight that has ever taken place, and it will fall pitifully short of what awaits our Mr. Miracle. Stuff like that. And, and it does talk about the lump and how, you know, how's Scott going to get away from the lump? But because yeah. this is here and we have it every issue where it doesn't really matter for the issue whenever, like the paranoid pill. We never yep. really saw more of the paranoid pill. It was talked about. It's just normal Jack Kirby kind of stuff, like a throwback to the old Mr. Miracle books. But yeah. even to Scott saying – he looks just like a lump and having this narration, I can't say for certain that this is in fact the lump because if this is in continuity, we saw that, you know, uh, Macari killed the lump in Final Crisis, which we yeah. know is in continuity now. So I don't know what we're playing yeah, with. Is I this just this kind is of fan service? I think it's all a dream. I think it's all a dream. And and really, when when you look at the description of Lump, Lump was created by Granny Goodness. And this is straight up out of a DC database online. All right. uh, the Lump was created by Granny Goodness as a way to trap Mr. Miracle once and for all. It was totally immobile, but had tremendous psychic powers. When Mr. Miracle entered the trap, the Lump linked to his mind and trapped him in a dream landscape of its own creation. Mr. Miracle had difficult facing the lump at first, but eventually drove it mad with the sight of its own hideous appearance. And now this is the thing. Somebody had said... Babies are and, ugly. Yeah, and, and really, immobile. It's kind of like a baby. It can't go around on its own whatnot. And... And somebody accident somebody actually said something wrong because again you want to hear the shout out is that lump originally appeared in the Mr. Miracle book number 7. So this is the same issue number 7 that the lump debuted in 1972. So you All have right. that uh that's kind of a cool little tie-in, but again, I think that this is just another step in and I think it's more of the fact that the lump, which is the big trap for Mr. Miracle, is in the form of his baby, that it is one of those, like the, you know, being trapped in fatherhood, being trapped exactly. in Exactly. It's being not a actually husband. being trapped by the lump. It's the idea that you're trapped by this child yeah, who's acting like the lump. Yeah, and I really do lump. think it's that. And, and again, if I'm going to go with little, what little I know about Tom King, he also was involved in the CIA in this war on terror. So you can almost get that connection of when he has to go off to fight on New genesis and apocalypse it's kind of like being called off to say afghanistan and stuff you have to leave people behind you have to go fight a war that really isn't yours but you have to go do this is again this is me coming up with something but i need to this is where when yeah. everybody keeps telling me oh you gotta tired connect the it. dots fill in the blanks i need to do something to keep going and that's all i can you know hinge on and we'll see uh, what's going on, but the fact that he did announce that this book was in his mind after he thought he had a near-death experience, I can only think that that was the beginning of this book with Mr. Miracle, and now he's trying to put his life back together and see what's real, get a, an idea of how he wants to go forward with his life and things like that, and I don't know if it even ties into a meta thing of him quitting the CIA to work at DC Comics that it's eventually going to fall around where, hey, you have your war on Apocalypse and New Genesis, I'm going to go do what I want to do. I want to be with my family on Earth. I'm going to go there and just be an escape artist, what I always wanted to be, so I'm going to go do that. That's actually how I think it's going to end, but again, I say that. I don't know. 
Nobody does, and this book does not have a roadmap to anything. It leaves it so wide open, but this is his writing style. But it, it's, it gets to me with the fact that everybody's like, oh, you don't understand it? You're just dumb. Well, then explain it to me, but nobody Please. can. Nobody can or will. Oh, you just Help have to Help me do it be a little yourself. smarter in life. Yeah, I don't know, but that that's that, Eric. Uh, I gave it a 6 out of 10 on the site, and that's mainly because I do like the art. I do like the, the lump. I mean, lump is a big thing, but again, that ends the issue. Just like seeing Darkseid in issue yeah. 6 was huge, and do uh, Darkseid does. Okay, let's see what Darkseid does. You know what Darkseid does? Disappears! It's what he seemed to do in nine months, so we'll see. But I, I, that's something where you have brought up Lump from the beginning. You've been waiting for Lump to show up because that's a huge thing. But again, once you saw the paranoid pill, you thought that this was going to give you answers. Once we saw that, that whatever that machine was or whatever that UPS package that came at that one point when right. you're sitting there with the, hey, we got a veggie tray. Hey, this came in the mail. Good. I needed that. We had theories of that. Are we going to? tie that in or is this all just stuff that it's like i said the one the mundane is the fantastical and whatever but what would you give it i'd give this a four out of ten i'm telling you the art is the saving grace for this i'm still not a fan i like the way that scott free is drawn pretty much and that's the only thing that i really like about the artist scott free because big barda i know like you know women don't look their best as they're giving birth but no they don't i she comes off like i mean they hideous look at points and i'm like uh, yeah they look beautiful yeah. but no i'm telling you for a long time now like big barda does not look good actually i, I like the way that the uh, female furies are drawn as well but yeah, they look i don't know for the, the, this art's not for me is what it is and oh, I, yeah, I find myself just bored from this book and without having any ideas about where it could go because it's i don't want to just jump to all these different conclusions because i find that exhausting and yeah, i don't like I, the exercise yeah. i know what you're saying but yeah bar to giving birth we don't even know this could be two you know two hours it could be 30 hours that she's giving I birth know. i mean women are exhausted dark side is. trust me women are exhausted by the end of that but yeah and we had one dark side is i guess it was one right right before the yep. baby but there you go uh but that is the spotlight see i was a little more positive frustrated. and i didn't get that upset but uh yeah we're gonna go and I, I i'm just gonna feel tell defeated you as all reading these goddamn books yes. like this all the time Yes, I'm going to tell you now what we're going to talk about in our main podcast this week. Uh, it comes out Sunday night. We talk about a lot of books. Now, uh, one of the things is we do have a Patreon account, and on the Patreon account, we do a two-part uh, Patreon-only spotlight, kind of like this spotlight, but on the Patreon account, which is at patreon.com slash weirdscience, and it's picked by the badasses, and this week, the badasses did pick Action Comics number 999, and so that will not be on the regular podcast. Now, in the meantime, the second second book was Mr. Miracle, but I asked uh, the badasses and everybody, can we do this for the regular spotlight and throw something else on? And they agreed. They said we could. And what we're going to do as the second book on the Patreon-only spotlight is Sideways number two. So we'll have the Action Comics 999 and Sideways number two. That'll be on the Patreon only, but this is what we'll talk about on the regular podcast. Batgirl right. and the Birds of Prey number 20. Detective Comics number 976. Eternity Girl number one. Reggie and Chris will be talking about that. How Jordan the Green Lantern Corps number 40. Justice League of America number 26. Michael Cray number six will be Jeremy's book. Uh, Mr. Miracle number six. Obviously, we just talked about that here, so it will not be on that. That will only be on this spotlight only. New Superman and the Justice League of China number 21. Ragman number six. Here we go, Eric. Red Hood and the Outlaws number 20. 
Uh, Suicide Squad number 37, Supergirl number 19, The Flash number 42, Titans number 21, Trinity number 19, and Wonder Woman number 42. As we well got a lot of books. A Marvel Minute and Vermilion's Visions. We have a lot of stuff plus uh, emails and rant and raves. So we have a big, uh, big show, a really big show ahead of us. Uh, there is a very obscure reference nowadays. It wasn't when I was a kid. Be. It wasn't when I was a youth. Uh, but Me with either. that, just to point out, we do have a lot of books on the podcast. We try to do every book in one way or the other, whether it's on a spotlight, Patreon spotlight, or on the regular podcast. So when you sit there and say, uh, oh, man, Jim and Eric, you're negative, just remember we also review every single book. So there's going to be yep. some that we don't like. I mean, that's just the way the, the cookie crumbles. Uh, but And hopefully somewhere it, in there, though, there will be a gem. Yeah, there'll be stuff that we like eventually. I'm waiting. It'll come around eventually, Eric. Yeah. It's like we're sitting there at the pier waiting for the ship to come in and it never comes in now, unfortunately the ship is yeah i think about it as us going in day in day out panhandling up in the mountains oh, and eventually yeah. we're gonna get that piece of gold Ooh, i imagine it's you on oh, the stoop gold. with your little suitcase little eric shea waiting for Aww. daddy to come he ain't coming but what do we say at the end so, of there's this? no silver lining <laughs> no there is no there's no silver lining whatsoever <laughs> yeah you have no way that you'll ever be happy you're just gonna sit there on the stoop forever what do we what, say at the end of this they close toys are us <laughs> yes power up just turn that spotlight off Oh, 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 oh.